Diablo Bang. Ashley went to the John because we were talking about schwanzes. Oh, was she? Uh, she was giving herself. She giving herself. Uh, she's singing along with Mitch. Oh yeah! Oh, she is. Yes. She. She left me for a, a an old GI. <laughs> oh, a, a few good men. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, more than one. Hold it, Hans. Before we start, what did you name the pigs? It's still up in the. We are started. Gotcha. Oh. B. Gotcha, Lady B. Oh yeah, we're not started because I don't have a clap, but. That was a clap. There, there you go. I know. No one did it. Everything so else is. We don't know. So we don't know the names yet. So I'll throw it out there. The, the here's. It's not my issue, by the way. Um, because oh, you, you don't get the call. Of course not, because it's not my gift. But I'm also smart enough to know if you don't name your pet or however you want to refer to it ASAP, uh-huh. the situation gets jarbled. You end up just calling it pig. Hey, you're pig guy. Like, cause it's like, it's going to be Flash or Jeremy or Gordon or Lightfoot. And it's like, so. Gordon and Lightfoot. You, you just done. Up, it's done already. You'd already so, you picked it. And those are all better than the snake or Santa though. All right. All right. So, but right off those the are bat, his. Those are his one. beautiful son's names tucked in a trouser. It's snake and Santa. <laughs> Trousers. Look at that trouser, Santa. <laughs> Merry Christmas. Jingle bells. Ding Batman's dong. Nap- <laughs> Ding dong. I, I oh. legit, I can't say any of the stuff that I have written down. None of it. Oh well, well, we'll set up. So, needless to say, the the pigs aren't named. <laughs> But right away, one had the name of Flash, and I also almost had the other one named JP for Jaws oh. Pig, because he's a biter. <laughs> and that now, works, now his name's uh, Pee Wee. Originally, I wanted it as Abraham and Ulysses, because we're down south. Oh. Thought I'd burn a few bridges down here. No pun intended. Oh, they'd be, is that a pun? They'd, they'd be chasing him <laughs> <in> for <it. laughs> Let's review what a pun is. Uh, nothing intended then, I guess I should say. Oh, so that was uh, my day, but I got to ask you guys, how was your night? Court. All right. It was yes. Bud court. But, dun, dun. Full court press. Gavel bang. All right. Uh, please rise Be for seated. the season. Jeez. Oh, at- <laughs> ah! oh, man. We're about can uh, Aiden, our episode can 13 just matches do their episode 13. <laughs> Weird and soft. <laughs> oh, there's nothing soft about it. I think that's the signs of kind of a, a, a like, because we all, so I guess we'll get into it, but let's just start off by saying we all clearly gravitated to what had the most gravitational Let's pull. Just address the elephant trunk in the room here, guys. Yeah. I was, was I was amazing. afraid that I was going to be the only one that saw it. I was convinced everyone to be like, 
you are a sex craze maniac. Nope. No, nope. I, I, so I guess we'll set up, but I looked over my shoulder at my partner here and he was dabbing his brow. We so literally I knew we backed both, it up. I knew we both, we both saw it. <laughs> we backed it John, up. John, put your pants on, please. <laughs> uh, so yeah, well, I guess we're, we're, now we're all seated, thankfully. Let's put our pillows over our laps and, uh. Uh, we got to introduce the crew. This is the season finale of Have a Good Night Court. Whoa. Uh, with us, as always, is A.L. Gehring. Hello. The Honorable H.K. Frywald. Howdy do. And my... <laughs> <laughs> you laughed. I wasn't going to laugh at it. I was like, that's totally fine. That's a totally fine introduction. But then you went, howdy do. <laughs> <laughs> well, I am a, jack- a jekyll, whatever that is. <laughs> I'm two Jekylls, uh, Mr. Hines, uh, hanging from a rope in my closet. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Selma's and uh, the old uh, bailiff, Selma's old panties, Casey Van Heel. But with us, oh, special yeah. guest, long time bro, first time on the podcast. <laughs> you were really trying to think about, weren't you? No, no he was waiting for <laughs> you. you to- I didn't know if that was my spot where I jump in. John leaned in. I thought he was going to say something. I didn't want to. We the got, honorable nope, nope, John Holmquist. No, all right, all right. Then we got <laughs> a natural jerk practitioner, again. night courtitioner yeah. here. We got uh, ultimate friend to the pod, friend to the court, and also hater of John Rambo, <laughs> John Holmquist. John Holmquist. Hey guys, can we put on your last name there? Yeah, why not? Sure, I guess. There's going to be a lot of it's. There's going to be a lot of dongs and wrongs in this episode. I'm just saying. If you really want to get looking? appointed to that court, John, has your cool wife declared you for dead? Court. No. Yeah, you don't need to. I'll <laughs> run you out of this town. Run you out the road and leave you there. Casey's coming to town with his taped glasses in a couple days. Oh, yeah, that's right. Did you break Old Dib. Doby. Old Doby, that's what it was. I was like, Dibs? Yeah, his we, name wasn't Dibs. You're getting as wrong as that Southern Bell. Oh, good old Dwayne. Yeah, that's that's here we go, baby. Episode 13. All right. Start it All off. right. <laughs> Hold it. Oh, we're you got to start we're with... All, we're all frozen in shock. I'm trying... Well, I, I also... I'm just kind of thinking through what I want to say to make sure that I don't muck it up. Right. Um, but I think we really need to go into the description because the description does not bury the lead on this one. Oh, yeah. No. And so even before we started, I was like... This is going to be really interesting, regardless. Okay, I can hit your description. I got, uh, we're on episode 13, season finale. We're saying goodbye to a few people here. Black Cat, no! He's only half black. Oh. (laughs) That that makes for good children. Um, He's one of the cools. Somebody's going to throw you 18 stories onto a mailbag. Uh, Had it coming. We're saying goodbye to some some lovelies this episode. Praise be to Selma and Liz, I believe. No, we're not. What? I have have something to say because I was going to do a lot of Selma facts because this was such a good episode for her and it was her last episode. And then I was reading an article and it said that she was in the first two seasons. Hey yo! Oh, now so I, we got now, a whole season left to Selma. A whole season, really? Yeah. 
Because I was thinking this would be an interesting one for her to go out on, considering all of the cigarette jokes. That's why I looked it up because I was like, oh, this is not hitting well. Like, it's not, I mean, it played well at the time if you didn't know, but I was just like, this is horrible. Oh, yeah. If, if your, if your funeral eulogy is just, she did a lot of dongs and a lot of wrongs, baby. Adios, Selma. The Canadian Bambino. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So we got a whole other season of Selma. So she just got a good, she got a good button on the end of the episode. I thought maybe she was just coming back as a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> Obi-Wan style? <laughs> hey, where's my pommels? Instead of giving any guidance, just smoke more cigarettes. You got a box of Reggie's? Oh, I looked up what an old chunky Reggie looked I saw I've been watching. <laughs> <I> was- <laughs> Somebody had a box of Reggie's. Somebody That's what I didn't know. I didn't know what they. I had to look them up too. But it was a good. It was a good. Not. Nah, it's a very New York City thing. So it's not oh, like an, an amazing euphemism. And just give no. me a box of Reggie's. It's it like a. Sound, it's a Yankee. It That's immediately where I went to Casey. That yeah. was. I was. Just. That's what I went. I was like, ooh, <laughs> never heard that one before. But real snack, I guess. A box of Reggie's. We sent John to Rikers, and he got a bunch of Reggie. A box of Reggie's. <laughs> It's like when you watch those prison shows and they're like, hey, I got nine soups. I'm king. (laughs) (laughs) Don't ask him for a soup. Horrible happens to me tomorrow. And I'm like, no more soups. I'm out of soups. Um, All right. Speaking of soups, we got a soupy one this episode. Um, It's Honey, I'm Home. Season finale. Ep 13. Lucky no bearing of the lead, of course. A woman must choose between her two husbands, one of whom was thought killed in Vietnam. I guess I missed the part about Vietnam. I don't think they mentioned Vietnam, but they said 73. So it was kind of a do the math thing. I can understand why we all missed it. Well, and also if you're (laughs) in the 80s. (laughs) We're all transfixed. It's okay. Yeah, we did have to no, do some I, rewinding over here. I, f- I, I found also, that lucky rabbit's foot. I think <laughs> and the whole rabbit. <laughs> no, I, I really do think, though, that that's in terms of times. You know, if you're going to say lost, you know, presumed yeah. dead in war, like that's everybody's going to get it. <laughs> right. He wasn't when like, it comes out. oh, he just wandered out of North Korea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, he's smuggling drugs. <laughs> so um so where do we start we start I, in the hallway with yeah. uh pineapple baby that's my note pineapple judge and the hot babe senior pina and senior senorita and harry t going home stone pineapple not as long of an appearance from that old old ashley wasn't on that episode but hans found out that after the the bomb episode, which was the eight year old kid, yeah, uh, the next time you see a shoe shine guy, it's an just an old sort of like the guy you would expect to do a shoe shine. <laughs> I found out it was one of the uh, original, like not original, but like the second tier little rascals, and his name was Pineapple. What? And for a time, <laughs> so- he was one of the most famous. They called him the most famous. Sorry for the phrase. The most famous mulatto in the world. 
Which, <laughs> and now he's shining shoes unedited on Night Court. And this the, town I eat went, you up and spit you out. Spit that's you out. No Chicago. Pun intended. Yeah, no, that's Chicago. That's Night Court, baby. That's the Hawaiian way. <laughs> Melakaliki Maka, baby. Uh, so yeah, we start in the hallway with uh, Charlie. Charlie. And uh, the judge, and he's singing and dancing, baby. Tiptoe dancing. Oh, I was... no mind to pineapple. And he's got a sexy blonde with that skinny neck right behind him. High stepping his way to a sexual harassment lawsuit. Yeah, I was thinking oh, that. I was yeah. like, oh, he's really, he's really warmed up to old uh, Tracy McGiggins or whatever her name is. Well, that's what I thought, too. I, I kind of, for a second... You know, I, I had a little pause, like a what? And then I was just like, oh, unless this is kind of a thing that we're going to see after, this is what they do now. Like, it's their thing. And then I was like, oh, no, it's not yeah. their thing. He really just. Is that the secret to getting away with it? Just having headphones on? Yeah. Put on that Walkman. Personally, as a woman, I don't think it's. it's <laughs> the, the dancing itself was innocent enough, but like he he was wasting her. Yeah. Like. It was like in the the non friend zone, Had but that's the thing. That was a hu- that was a husband only zone. But he's been nagging her for episodes, like "Don't touch me, I don't like you." He had those drunk husband nails in her, like the ones that get the back of the arm. <laughs> get on the car. You're not gonna leave me. We got too much stuff together. <laughs> I was going to say Don Amici, but that's an actor, not the <laughs> singer that he likes. You're listening well, so- to Don Amici yelling banana at a wall. <laughs> so they two-step on into the cafeteria, yep. and uh, and then he, he takes off his headphones, and he seems, this is what I'm confused about, yeah. he seems really surprised that she just went with it, which, of course, we all were too, but it's just like, I, I don't know, Harry, what what are you doing with your life? Yeah, no, I agree. He was just like, most people react with alarm. And she says, because I, I, I don't know if she's trying to be agreeable. That's what Dan thinks, I'm sure. But she's just really yeah. ditzy. And she's like, oh, next time I'll try that. Yeah, I don't want to be um, disparaging against against anybody with afflictions. But Harry T. Stone has hypo-bipolar disorder. Let's be honest. You get him on a good day, you'll get away with probably legitimately murder. murder. Yeah. You get him no, on a yeah. bad day. And he'll he'll what 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 was that crazy thing you're going you're going to Sing Sing yeah exactly for uh, selling watches to Chechens or something (laughs) no so then he goes I I appreciate your indifference oh yeah I was like okay what a butthole and then and then it goes to Dan Dan's not happy my levels are off oh yeah he's not uh, what what do you mean you can't hear yeah. There, that's better. Thank you. Uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah, dance- Am I low on the ash folks? No. No. Oh. Uh, so, yeah, we're... <laughs> Welcome to the... Bruno's <laughs> getting a behind-the-scenes look at uh, the sadness that is... Um... You're going to watch this hot, hot, hot... And then Ash- Ashley stops to whine. My levels, my sciatica. And then there's a hot pivot back into the train of thought. 
My levels wow, are low. Hit me, sharp. hit me, hit me. <laughs> no, but then, then it goes to the table, and, and it's clear that the the team, but especially Dan, is is beginning to have a, a bit of a disdain for Charlie Tracy. Oh Jealous. yeah, because she's she's not chasing him around. Jealous love. She's, oh, is that what it is? Catting yeah, around but the. He saves it, but at first, Dan got a Harry T. Stone line. He said. She's pretty obedient and knows the meaning of the word fetch. And I was, oh, oh I got yeah. mad. I usually yeah. love my fielding. I was yeah, heated. Yeah, where's her dog oh, yeah, collar? No. I made a face. <laughs> so yeah, that and that's your man. That's your, that's your, you're, you're, you're in cahoots with Mr. Chauvy. I feel like an bon abused Chauvy. woman. An abused woman, because I'm going to try and justify it. But I, I think what Dan meant, guys. Oh, come on. <laughs> that he wasn't objectifying her, because then he goes to say she craves attention like a lo- like a lost yeah, puppy. She's an attention-starved puppy, was the so, note I So, am. yeah. So, he wasn't saying, he wasn't being misogynistic. He's uh, taking he it to Harry like he's supposed care. to. He was. Because Harry's- was, He was jealous. Harry's he, an yeah. animal. We got two pe- people in the fielding pen over here. What's going on? He's just covering his own rump because he's like me on the podcast when I say something about a banana I shouldn't say. <laughs> he's like, well, you know what I mean. No, we know what we heard. You, you got a loose tongue. But you don't have a Judge Harry to bounce off of. Be like, look at this guy. He's even worse. That's true. All I got is Henning and everybody's like, nah. No, 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 no. He's no. a saint. He's a saint. That guy doesn't believe in God and has a job. Speaking of saints, we got the saint of old dirty news rags and cigar cartons. Bernie. 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 And Bernie's angling to get himself a chocolate cigar. <laughs> Bernie's Bernie. a caricature of the Old Testament, if I ever see one. <laughs> oh my God, yes. Bernie is in heat. That first Bernie part of that book is, came yeah. to life and tried to sell me a, <laughs> a diamond ring. It won't be the last biblical reference you picked up on in this episode. Oh, yeah. This, ep- this episode does get biblical. But that Full one's of them. spicy. I, also- <laughs> I feel like the first half of the season is New Testament. This is straight up Old Testament. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't lay some with Some real Selma Wrath of God type dark. shit. Some real stuff. So old thou the, giveth, uh, the thou giveth Selma a Reggie bar, thou taketh away. <laughs> she taketh something away. Old Bernie's seed. All right, all right, all right, all right. Gross. Hey, myself, Bernie begat young Bernie. Uh so we. uh So again, we're still in the actual cafeteria. Yep. So after the exchange with uh, Judge Harry and Miss Tracy, and then Dan getting mad that. Judge is getting a little bit of extra attention that he's not getting. We shift to the newsstand, and as we we didn't know his name until this I'm episode. I'm so sorry. I'm going to stop really quickly. I have a question for everybody because going going back to that, not Dan, but going back to the subject, do we feel like we were kind of supposed to be set up for us becoming annoyed with Charlie? So maybe because her contract ended after this season, and she wouldn't be returning. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, are right. we supposed? Yeah, are, yeah. Did they write it so we're nonplussed? Are we deep cut TV nerds? I hate to say that, but there's the people that showed up uh, season two, episode one, looking for Blondie <laughs> Neck and going, "Wait, wait, wait!" <laughs> God forbid they even keep Lana in the opening credits. It's true; she's still in it. 
I I think that that has to be contractual. Yeah, I oh, guarantee oh, you, absolutely. she got she got paid for all of those episodes. But I'm just saying, if somebody comes back to season two, episode one of Night Court, and is so distraught, they're like, "Wait a minute, they didn't even ease me out of her." No, but do you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, they they needed a, a good bit, and so they're like, "We'll just make her annoying. She's not going to be here." Do we know she's not going to be there? By the way, she may actually. I assumed because Marky Post doesn't show up for a a bit. Oh, are they going to smear like, some dirt on her forehead and put her in the gallows? <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> nah. No, that was just okay. So clearly, I, I overthought it. No, that's totally okay. No, I, I was just wondering. Actually, I think you're absolutely right. You hit the nail on the head on that one. And I, I misinterpreted it at first. I thought it was that we're supposed to think that this Miss Tracy is like the typical '80s trope of like the, oh, this is the like hot dingbat sep- secretary that is on like. 90% of shows on at this time, right? It's like the the 90s version of the dumb dad. And yeah, I think yeah, it was yeah. a convenient <laughs> excuse for them to use that trope to basically justify what you're talking about contractually. Yeah. Right, like write out any sort of story elements they may have had for Lana. Yeah. Like uh, Lana was supposed to throw the rabbit's foot yeah. away. It was supposed to be Lana dancing with Harry. Which but, would have been totally different script-wise. Yeah, it would have, that would have meant... That's, no, that's a really good point. It would have meant... I'm going to act like that's what I meant. Yeah. It would have meant far more if Harry was just mistakenly dancing with Lana, because it would have been like, oh no, they're finally going to so do it. so much more sense, because that was so frippin' weird. Harry's Probably gross. Simple. Yeah. Well, he's always gross. Okay. Uh, we can we can continue with here. No, I'm glad we had that conversation though. We can continue with the Selma Bernie because that's So that's speaking super of gross, can we talk about two old grossies sniffing around <laughs> each other's horny butts? <laughs> <laughs> like a couple of wild animals? <laughs> sure. So you have you have the crusty nurse newspaper man Bernie the human. Uh, but we didn't know his name was Bernie. Bernie the Human. We didn't know that his was name so was good. Bernie the Human, so my first note was Chocolate Cigars says Hello Gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> hello Gorgeous. That guy is a great. I, I, I actually I feel bad I don't know the actor's name because he was um he really He did a really snibble. genuinely good job. Like I was rooting for Bernie by the yeah. end of it. I was too. I, I thought he, he's got a certain element of sleaze, right? Like it's clear right off the bat. But Are you there kidding is, me? yeah, <laughs> of course. There but is he's also, to... but he's he's admittedly so. Exactly. Like he knows it. He is completely uh, both aware and unaware. Disregards any of his yes in yes. that scene right away, and it makes it somewhat genuine the way Endearing. that he's exactly the way that he's going for that he's pure new york 80s sleaze yeah i'm gonna put if you got it flaunt baby yeah if i'm gonna put the question to the the three of you if bernie was an animated creature what creature would he be a fink is that a creature (laughs) (laughs) he was so sure of that and completely unsure in the same instant a fink is that real is that a thing (laughs) We share the same brain because I went, yeah, yeah, I'll allow it. What's 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 the 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 fat little piggy devil? Fat pig devil? That's not an animal. No, it's a cartoon because you said animated. Yeah, 
What's the, it's the guy with the beard and he's kind of chubby and he's got the little devil horns, but then he's like Splinter? Danny DeVito? (laughs) It's kind of, kind of in cartoon form. No, it's like Danny DeVito from like Hercules or, or uh, one of the. Yeah. I meant animal, not like mythological creature. Let's just all agree that he owns a diner in Star Wars 1. (laughs) Yes. Yes. (laughs) You want a newspaper? You want a pot eraser? (laughs) Yeah. You want a toad? It gets you real high. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we find out. Uh, so wait, what Bernie, animal? Wait, what I animal? Want your answer. Yeah. Uh, for me, uh, rodenty, dirty. Like, like I'm with Ashley, like a like a a bean shaped animated creature. <laughs> you know, he's got the little torso but the fat bottom. Yeah, of course. Like he what? He waddles. He yeah, he's a walk. waddling he, creature. He waddles, and he's kind of like from a distance. He's like really cute. You're like, oh, look at that little fat thing waddling, and then you, but you wouldn't. I say squirrel, like an urban squirrel, yourself. not like a South Dakota squirrel, but like that sort of sketchy looking squirrel. You're like, oh, until you get close, and you're like, oh shit, half of his tail is bald. That yeah. thing's got a throwing star. <laughs> yeah, I yeah, lied. exactly. It's that, it's that one you see who go like. Huh, you don't often see a, a black squirrel. <laughs> and I only mean that in like, you know what I mean? You're just like, and then exactly, you get close and you're like, oh, it has a nose for an eye. Oh, God, that's a squirrel. Me. That's a squirrel wearing a cat like a coat. <laughs> yes. I get like Bugs Bunny's fat older cousin. Like the yes. cigar smoking, like professional at everything. <laughs> Let me give you my advice about the world. And he's just like got that harder edge to him. And he's short and stout. And- yeah, Johnny's got I- it right. He, uh, Bernie is an animated character when Looney Tunes was still allowed to be racist. No, I think it's a combo between Johnny and Ashley. You mix them together. It's the evil coach from Space Jam. Uh, yeah! Because he smokes a cigar. He's shaped like a bean. He kind of looks like a cat, but he's an, an alien. <laughs> All right, I'll take it. You're so he's, out he's, there. So, so the evil, so the the evil alien Fink coach from Space Jam is is at the his newsstand, and uh, he's starting he's starting to flirt with Selma, starting to cat around. And his first res- well, and and Selma just wants cigarettes, and yeah. he's kind of saying like, you know, don't do that. You don't want cigarettes with a body like that. You want to take care of it. My connection's good. We're here. Obviously, we, we can hear you. Hey, you old fink hogs. <laughs> it was the fink. I'm sorry. It was the fink. We kept ah, talking because we could hear me, you. Huh? Let's go get him, Jehovah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Can Jehovah you see us? Jehovah starts with an eye, Bernie. <laughs> so where were we? Oh, we're, we got oh so much good Selma to talk about. I mean, and, we're not and, even at the intro, as to be expected. We're 30 minutes in. Oh, yeah. And that's how you know it's a good app. Oh my goodness! Ooh. All right, so so Selma essentially just wants her cigarettes, that's and it. Bernie she doesn't want. Yeah, yeah, and she he's trying to to woo her and say, you know, with a body like that, you don't need them. And she's got a great line. She's like, "So just give me a plug of tobacco and I can sp- a can I can spit in," which for smokers out there, you understand. Yeah, and then that's when we find a- out. A smoker, right? She just wants to, to to chew tobacco, right? 
Well, no, I think everybody. That one went completely over my head. That it was was very literal. That bit. Yeah, Yeah. and I I think it was just the my reference to smokers was literally the fact that you know like I I just fucking need it. I'm not. Oh, I just need it. Yeah, right. If if Selma was actually if that was a real situation where Selma was actually out of cigarettes and he was delaying her cigarette, she would have ripped out his throat. Okay. Oh, yeah, it would have been a quick strike to the neck, and then she would have raided the cash register. <laughs> she would have given him the old roadhouse neck jibble grab. <laughs> so so she just wants, wants her cigarettes, wants her, wants her pack, and Bernie says they're on the house. Then Selma's got a good one. Ridiculous. I'll take a carton. never do I'll that. I'll take a carton. <laughs> At New York prices? Never. Well, how much do you think? That's what I was going to ask, because that's what I thought of. So right now... Cigarettes in New York are like literally ten to fourteen dollars a pack, depending on where you are. What were the prices for cigarettes in the eighties? Eleven cents. Yeah. <laughs> that was before any of that extra added tax stuff. Got well, let, I don't know about New York and but a book of stamps. Taxes got crazy state to state, and when I was smoking cigarettes in. Not to be sounding cool, but in high... Oh, my God. When I was smoking cigarettes in high school, <laughs> what I'm getting to, bros, uh, cigarettes were legitimately 75 cents a pack, and that would have been in 1998. To, 1918? To, so, like, I would imagine yeah, in 1980... Yeah, I was going to say, 1909? You would, you know... 75... Really? 75 cents? Yeah. No. Sure. No. Well, if you're buying them off the truck from I Verno. I smoked in high school, and they were still like, <laughs> there was like a $5 pack. No way. No, 75, South Dakota is amazingly, you, you just, you go to a casino, you pick a pack with the, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say Chief Wampum, but why would I even say oh, that? Jesus. <laughs> that's, that's Cleveland. That's, uh, that's, uh, go Indians. Uh, no, but I was going to say, you pick the pack with the roulette wheel on it and 75 cents. All right. <laughs> we're called, well, we're you and Selma. South Dakota Spinners. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Did they have the recessed filter so you could snort cocaine out of the end? <laughs> Speaking of cocaine, it's, uh, 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 Johnny over here had a good, he caught, picked up we, on old uh, jump ahead, Dan Fielding's habit. Coming later on, a little inside baseball. Speaking of womps. Oh, okay. Well, then I guess we're at the intro then, huh? Well, no, because we we haven't finished. Oh, sorry. So he he basically goes, I have my eye, like, I've had my eye on you. Selma's like, I need matches too. Like, she's just not, yeah. she's not having it. She's like, you know, get this over with. I need this stuff. He, and that's when he introduces himself. And goes, mm-hmm. my name's Bernie. And she's like, Bernie, the human, so on and so forth. Anybody can jump in with an anecdote about this or I'll just go through what happened. Um, but basically, Journey, Bernie wants to take her out to dinner. Yeah. And she's like, no, like, I don't want this. I, I'm i fine being alone. That's what television's for, so on and so forth. And he goes. That was a good joke. I like that one a lot. That's um, what television's for. And he's like, dinner's on me. Yeah. I want to take you out to dinner yeah, on right. me. Yeah. So she takes, I, I don't know, what was it a bag of chips? I missed what it was, but she rips Plantain a bag chips, from I his. I believe. <laughs> she rips a bag yeah. 
from his stand and she goes, sure, next time at my place and leaves. Uh-huh. Credits. Yeah. Oh, that's what it sounded like. Um, we there now? <gasps> oh, there yeah. you are, you chocolate cigars. <laughs> oh, what's going on? Well, oh, I should I should set this up. I'm not that it's gonna it's gonna sound it's gonna sound as golden as that slinky in old Dee Dee Howard's trousers. But uh, <laughs> I should set it up. Uh, Johnny and I are out uh, on an island in South Carolina, getting the vapors from uh, old, <laughs> old old Jeezy strings. But uh, so the connection's a little funky, but uh, we should be all right. No, I think we'll be good. And now we're back after the sax-infused vapors that is the intro. Yeah, for those of you that haven't seen the episode and just heard all these uh, dingle... (laughs) Rantings. (laughs) These dingle dandies might be a little perturbed, but it's there for you. It's waiting. You can't miss it. So what happens Uh, next? So after the intro, I have it's back to Selma and Bernie. Yep. And he is like, hey, like, hey, you looking sexy. What can I get you? And she just responds like, I got bullets. I got bullets, Bernie. She's just not having it. She just wants breath mints, finally. She's got her bag of plantain chips. Now she wants breath mints. Well, it's a good thing because I know the largest purveyor of breath mints in all of Manhattan. Yeah, because that's what Bernie oh, said yeah. he was, and she was uh, what I forget the the exact line, but she's like living life dangerously or living in the fast lane. That's mm-hmm. what she said. Like Bernie looks that. So, like Bernie. Speaking of, I guess this comes up later, but Bernie just looks like he smells like salmon. <laughs> spicy, buddy, spicy. Which is, is funny that, because is that we spicy? got tuna juice. We got tuna juice later. Oh yeah. Oof. Tuna juice frywall over here. So it could be from his stand. That could be his. Um, he, just, he just looks like he smells like he has fish bones in his pocket or something. <laughs> He's saving them for a stew later on. Saving it for I know, a nice like, soup. We all know how it ends, but I'm telling you what. Like, I really, at this point right now in the episode, I am surprised, but I am feeling a love connection. Mm-hmm. Oh, you I'm were already there, huh? I'm, they, I'm already they? there, and I'm rooting for Bernie. I'm like, this has got to happen. We have got to mark the end of this season. This is like moonlighting, but with more wrinkles and uh, locks. Oh, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and nobody, you know why the camera didn't go any lower on old Bernie? Because that bagel was just giggling below that camera line, <laughs> that horizon <laughs> line. It is much funnier to imagine Bernie's just not wearing any pants with his old and just rock hard. (laughs) I mean, it doesn't have to be a bagel. I'll show you why we're we're, we're chosen. It's New York City. It could be some locks. Is that some locks in your pocket? You just happy to see me? No, it's my big hard dick. Salmon. (laughs) Gross. Sorry, gross. That might be the first time. That's that's that's, that is that a euphemism there, Johnny? Nailed it. Nice. <laughs> All right. Perfect. Uh, are we in the courtroom now? Yeah. Yeah. Finally, I think after after all this meandering. Yeah. So Liz and Liz and Dan kind of want the case to start, and they go yeah. to they go to the bench because Harry's kind of putzing around. Yeah. And they're like, "Hey, can you know? Can we get the show on the road essentially?" And Harry's looking for something. 
Just fussing around. Harry has lost his lucky rabbit's foot. Do you guys ever mm-hmm. have one of those? Yes. What color was yours? Mine was white. It was real. And it was nasty. Johnny? Yep, blue. Uh, I had a blue one too. Casey? No, never. Well, you're had, only, had a real uh, real goose's neck, though. Did you, keep, <laughs> did you keep an old goose neck in your back pocket? Sounds like something a Huck Finn character like you would do. This was... I, this I got inducted thing- into a club by kissing a goose's foot once, and then I found out it was just a ruse. I could have just gotten in the club. My buddy's a club made me of kiss one. A chicken foot. It wasn't even a real goose foot. It was a faux faux goose. Kiss the nail. Kiss the nail. But um, no, uh, I never had a. But the gooseneck thing was real. Like I went to some kid's house, like one of those creepy neighborhood kids, and it was like one of those kids you only go into the garage because you know you don't want to go into the house because you're going to end up staying the night, uh, yeah. and you never want to stay the night. Yeah, you just got the waft every time that door opened. You just She's like, yeah, this is cool. Here's my mini bike. Here's a bunch of hammers I used to smash stuff. Here's a goose's neck. It's really soft. <laughs> Get out of here, Chris St. Sauber. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> no, but it is, it is funny because... I'm sure it, they weren't, you know, meaning to be pointing or anything with the rabbit's foot. It was just, you know, a prop. Yeah. It, it makes perfect sense for Harry, the character. But it also, and they need to do the superstition type of thing that, that we're going to move forward with. But it was so poignant to me because that would just simply not happen now. Yeah. Like, it's just not a thing rabbit's anymore. Feet. And and it really, ge- yeah. And it genuinely brought me back to that time like, oh, mm-hmm. I know exactly when I am right now. But he's also like a magic shop guy. So that is definitely no, something a, oh, in totally a magic shop. It totally makes sense for his character regardless, but it was just, bam, brought into the 80s. That is, I, I wish we, you know, life got, life's a little busy this week because of stuff going on, but where that came from, that concept of like insult to injury, first of all, but right. just lopping up a rabbit's foot. Cause you know, initially, like nobody, like, and eventually they just screwed it into a keychain. But eventually, what did people just lop off a rabbit's foot and keep it in their underwear? Well, and let's dye it so that it makes us feel less morbid. <laughs> I guess just so. Yeah. Right. Color. Can you imagine well, other, working well, in that factory, was... the foot dipping factory? <laughs> it you... was a Celtic, it was a Celtic religion religious type of thing oh because it would because you can't catch hares or rabbits because they're so fast yeah is that what was hanging behind that scotsman's balls casey that we played pool against was that a rabbit's foot between between that front crack or his second scotsman (laughs) oh man all right that actually that's that's nice to know that origin but i i guess i think if you go to a valley fair or any uh Midwestern or uh, what's your Cedar Point? Any 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 amusement park? You probably still get yourself a rabbit foot, wouldn't you say? Oh, we're in the Midwest, and I can tell you that's BS. It's got to be green, I think. I'm not. I'm not knocking Midwest. I'm sure you go up to whatever gar. You go to Coney Island. I'm sure. Oh no! Some scumbags got a jacket full of rabbits feet. I really, I really shark's head on a stick that. I really oh, just think it's not a oh, thing. Yeah. I I wasn't offended by the Midwestern thing. I just don't think it's a thing anymore. I really don't. These kids today have their fidget spinners and all of that. Oh, and if they do have rabbit's feet, it's not a real rabbit's foot. It's just a furry thing on a keychain now. 
I was driving, I'm down in South Carolina now, and I drove by a jerky emporium, which was a Ooh. warehouse with strictly jerky. And any type of foot you want. Oh, yeah. Monkey's feet. <laughs> Look at the toes curl. <laughs> All right. Speaking of my toes curling, let's get back to. Uh, uh, so, yeah, we find out Harry has lost his, his uh, lucky rabbit's foot. Which he's had for, what do you say, 20 years? 25. 25 years. And we find out Miss Tracy tossed it, as she should, because it's a piece of a dead animal. She said, (laughs) and she says she she was like, it was so good. She was like, well, it was just there and shedding on the thing, so I just threw it away. You know, it it smelled. And Dan, my boy Dan, said, old bunny parts do that. They do. Now go fetch me my lunch, woman. Thank you, Dan. No, I didn't. Unless Harry said it. Did Harry say it? Because Dan wouldn't. All right, I'm just all right. Kidding. It's Dan totally here. would. Let's Dan totally would. <laughs> um. So, ba- so basically, Harry's like, "It's fine." And then, good um, old Wyatt Senior, the old black cat, across his bench. Oh yeah, I don't. Get also, the- oh yes, I do. We have a cat. He is unruly. How they trained a cat to do that on cue, it literally that that stumpified me for the rest of the the episode. She was going the cat after, stuff. She was going after that tuna can condom in Bernie's pocket. <laughs> <laughs> no, still it's crazy. I don't I don't even know who Oscar um, Isaac said after they filmed Inside Llewellyn Davis oh, that yeah, that yeah. he you couldn't pay him any kind of amount of money ever again to be filmed with a cat. Because oh. it took like eighteen takes every time because they're ju- they're not trainable, and that cat didn't have to do anything. Like that cat was literally just being carried around with by him the entire movie. So for this cat to to nail its spots, mm-hmm. sh- impressive. Night Court Cat was a cute cat. Like they show it in another it shot. It, it looked cat. young. You're, you're cat people, and you called it Wyatt Senior because it's long dead. But because oh, yes. it was 1984, it's got a foot on some keychain right now. But um, it was like a younger cat, right? When you saw it in the next that's shot. like a like from the long line of Hollywood cats. That cat's father was in Flubber, <laughs> and the its cousin fabulous was Mr. Pickle. Yeah, his poor name. That cat. That cat has like a four name name. Like oh yeah, Mr. Buttersworth. Tickle diddler, like oh, he's a tickle diddler, all right. It's running away from that's what they named those Hollywood. I know it's true. You don't have to tell me. I've seen, I've read Corey Hames' book. Um, so yeah, Black Cat crosses Harry's desk, Mm -hmm. and then uh, now we're at, are we're at the court case? Literally the biggest case of the season. Yeah, this was heavy. This Crammed was into heavy. a pair of fucking denims. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank God those weren't Harry's tight cut denims. They would have exploded. <laughs> this guy, this guy. I mean, let's. We're not quite there. We don't want to address the elephant in the room. His name, but the character's name is Mister Bauer. Yep. And the case before the court, if I can go that far. Please. Is that he breaking and entering? Breaking and entering to <laughs> his apartment in New York City. <laughs> what trip the alarm? I, you can't even do it. You can't breaking even. and entering. 
did this into what was once his. When did how soon did the alarm sound before he walked in? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Got to give that guy a wide berth. Uh and then we find out this guy was declared killed in action in the SHIT the NAM NAM. I'm talking about being in it. Being in, in the, the mud. In yeah. the NAM baby. He didn't need a shovel to cover to dig that trench. No, he didn't. He's built with a trench digger. <laughs> <laughs> and it ain't that's, his feet or his hands. That's government issue. It just issued. sounded Oof. different than it came out. Maybe that guy, that guy, needed, guy faced that guy down. Two buzz cuts. <laughs> <laughs> so the actor that plays this character, Mr. Bauer, who was declared killed in action in Vietnam, is the same actor that played... The scumbag in Rambo First Blood Part 2, who sends Rambo into Vietnam again in the 80s and leaves him for dead. Did you guys... So he's visually iconic. He's been yes. in a lot. I, you, we literally both said, get him right oh, away? it's that guy. I did not. I didn't either. I, it we it took me a while. first, for sure. Yeah. His voice, I was like, that's the boss from The Critic. It uh, is. We, yeah. But mm-hmm. I couldn't, I knew he was from a movie and I knew it was Vietnam based and it wasn't because of this. And it took me until the end of the episode and I was like, he's the scumbag who sends Rambo to die in Vietnam again. Got it. Yep. Voice from the critic. That's where it was. Cause we both said we know him, but he's definitely voice actor. That's definitely. Wow. Yeah, it's the Rest blonde peace, Matthew McConaughey. Yeah. He's resting they buried with his him, piece, by the way. They buried him face down just in case. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to ring that bell. That's that's an old well, we uh, also, Victorian reference there. Speaking of Victorian reference, Tuna we juice? also want to point out that while they're explaining to Harry that technically he's, he's legally dead, he was presumed dead, yeah. Selma's got a zinger. And Selma's so like, in the old days, we used to bury them, and then they wouldn't bother us anymore. Yep. Selma's so got a lot of murder, ja- like, <laughs> hints here, perhaps. Selma the serial? Serial yeah. Selma? Serial Selma, maybe. Well, I think I think they did it on purpose. You know, they, they got her bitterness, oldness jokes in, in the beginning, so the payoff could be even better at the end. She can be macabre and sexy at the end. She's like an Elvira, like a little tiny Elvira. Like a little Elvira. Spitfire Elvira. Um, so we find out it was breaking and entering because uh, Mr. Bauer, the POW killed in action fella, has returned to the States. Every He's declared dead. And we find out that his wife has remarried. And she's married the biggest nerd since Mr. Peanut. I was Oh my god. I didn't even have to I look up kidding. at the screen. I was writing jokes about this other dude's package and literally <laughs> went, I don't even have to I know his foil. It's gonna be Ned Ryerson from oh, yes! And I looked up and I Ned saw the tape on the glasses and just put my pad down. <laughs> By the way, That's let's a doozy. Uh, throw it out there. The actor that played Ned Ryerson, who this guy does resemble a lot, is unbelievably fascinating i wish i could recall his name he just wrote his third book he knows everybody he's done everything he's been through everything 
and you've seen him in everything. But yet it's mm-hmm. one of those guys where I'm like, oh, I don't know his name. So just to, just to throw it out there. But this guy, by the way, guys, can you turn that uh, alarm down a little lower? Because it's a nerd one and it's going <laughs> off. Maybe that, that that went that that didn't go off. <laughs> uh, really quickly, he I don't know if you guys watch Silicon Valley. He's amazing in Silicon Valley. Yes, exactly. He's so funny. I love him. Ryerson. 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 Not not, not the actual actor who was paid to be in this episode. Yeah. Um, No, we we don't bother with him. Although he was in the artist. Well, can we describe active career? This we can can we describe side by side the the deceased now deceased Mr. Bauer? I think Ryerson and then Ryerson. I because we've alluded to it continually referring to him as the actor we wish he was. I sure yeah. do wish yeah. it was Ned Ryerson. Yeah. <laughs> That's the name of this episode. You're, everybody everybody out there wishes this episode was Ned Ryerson. <laughs> we're going to get We're literally going to stop this and I'm just going to go like oh, that's a doozy for the rest of the night. <laughs> I know we've been alluding to it, but we have to address the elephant in the room that is Mr. Bauer because he looks like Jimmy Page from Led Zeppelin. <laughs> He is not wearing right. underwear. He's wearing the <laughs> tightest shirt possible and a lambskin furry jacket. Yeah. He is. I mean, guys, let me just throw this out there. Doing it on purpose? I don't know no, if it's him think, or if it's the ca- the casting people. Uh, no, I, I definitely think that well, they, they did that. Two actors. I think they did that <laughs> on purpose for the simple fact that you also have to look at non Ryerson. He's got his glasses are taped, and yeah, Last we know that choice. that was uh, that Story was a choice. thing. No, could you? I swear, I'm serious. I really think because once they talk and once we know their characters, they have to be such polar opposite that someone in costume went yeah. <laughs> go big or go home, baby. I do like, think he had some help. They they right. really it was absolutely intentional because. Let's go to to the minutia of the dork guy. You tape your glasses. That was a thing for the nerds. Like that's a that's a very good signal to like this guy's a dweeb. But the the amount of tape and yeah. the color of tape and how it was put together was so someone trying to make it a caricature. And he's yeah. That it, they they went the same way. You're totally right <laughs> with Mitch. Cut 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 cut. Can we get uh, can we get Bowers a fluff here, and uh, can somebody uh, punch Ryerson's <laughs> testicles again? Right. <laughs> no, I. It, it's because the the nerd husband is tall, skinny, bald, like you said, Ashley. Big glasses. He's got a knuckles worth of tape around his glasses, and sure. literally the other guy has such a big swinging dick that it's noticeable. It looks like a Saturday night special in his pants. Like you can see the chamber, the handle, and the shaft. Oh, yeah. It's padded. Are we... Or do we agree? Who is it padded after, though? No, it's padded. Whose original... I agree. Padded. Padded. They gave him help as part of the character. He needed to be the foil. And to do that, someone headed over to craft services and grabbed up. Handful of sausage. Now I can see the <laughs> lip of the the skin of the lip. It's pure skin on jeans. All natural. You're saying screen grab this one. Hold on, but literally, <laughs> here's 
Here's another 80s factoid. So in Labyrinth. Women like buns? No, listen. No, they like B's and D's. In Labyrinth. (laughs) I'll wait. Oh, yeah. In the movie Labyrinth, David Bowie has a package. It's not his package. They literally, he was sweating and he had all of the the actors and, and stuff like that. He put potpourri, literally, I'm not even joking, in an off take. They weren't shooting. He put potpourri in his pants and the costume people said, oh my gosh, we have to keep that because it looks hot. Women like, that's that's a very 80s thing. So I think, I, David I Bowie, Liz, I swear to you, in the 80s, David Bowie has a package in like very com- Commedia dell'arte in <laughs> Labyrinth because the there. costume people were like, no, let's go with this. Like, that's exactly, it was on purpose. Absolutely oh, no doubt. Oh to, sure. be, oh, to be a rock star, just don't shower, just be rock star stink. It doesn't matter. I'm just going to shove some potpourri between but, my butt but cheeks. That also, <laughs> but that also doesn't take away from the David Bowie mythos. It's like, yeah, he's got a big old hog and balls, exactly. but inside those balls is sweet selling, smelling potpourri. It's orange <laughs> peels. Like dip it in some water. I'll sip off that sweet taste and tea. No, we like, Twi- it's a twisted de- tea. They definitely did it on purpose. Oh yeah. No, totally. Yeah. I didn't know the David Bowie potpourri balls. That's amazing though. Yeah. So, anyways, we got we got Dan Bowers, couple grapes in a mini fridge. Yeah, and then so his his wife. <laughs> so his wife. Many, let's let's let me. Uh, I don't think I have the time to ding him every. Can time. you ding every time we try <laughs> to do a fit, different like fifty minutes? If you just spent another fifty minutes coming up with euphemisms for his package, I'd be satisfied with this episode. <laughs> oh yeah. He's got the gallows wrapped up tight in there. That's what happened to Liz. <laughs> and I, her out. I'll even give you, this will be way too much information, but the second, so obviously right when he comes on screen, Hans looks over at me and he's- Does he? He gives me <laughs> yeah. like the, are you kidding me, eyeballs. Yeah. And I look back at it and it's clear, I mean, yeah, noticeable, yeah. obviously. So in every other scene after that, you're looking for it. And there's a couple cuts away <laughs> where this pervy dude- Notice that that package was not there. He had a pair of just normal flat front jeans on. There was no oh, yeah, yeah. supporting cast along with him, so to say. And <laughs> no Greek was, chorus? Uh, it, oh, yeah. For me, it was he definitely had help for sure. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because it's those three quarter shots because I saw it and was like, holy smokes. But right. then the camera moves. You can and hear then- it. Honey, yeah, it's, honey, it's not. It's too hard. It's not a three quarter shot. It's a roll a quarter shot. He, <laughs> well, I'll cross, Ding, that's I'll a cross buck and a half off my own pad. Okay. <laughs> Did anyone have baked potatoes fighting over a Monster Energy drink? Have we done that one yet? <laughs> All right. Ding. <laughs> Ding. Ding for Johnny. Well, we didn't see Bull a lot in the episode, yeah. and it, <laughs> we know where he was. was we finally know where Bull hid that Norwegian. <laughs> <laughs> Talk about Bull's baby, am I right? <laughs> oh, ugly we Ernie! The, we found the giant bee owner. <laughs> <laughs> that thing was made out of concrete. <laughs> Deep cut, episode twelve. Go check it. Good luck. 
Good luck to you. Anyways, let's get off. Let's get off the banana patch here and, and get back to business. If that if that was a banana, I'd be dead. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, Selma would grab that thing Ooh. like a like an angry warthog and chisel away. All right. Oh, she'd break that off. So uh, where are we, I, man? Well, we're there. I think I just they're had... just describing this Bowers breaking into his own house after being presumed dead, right? Yeah. Yes. And he, his wife uh, pipes in. Well, X. Yeah. Is it is it official at this point? Has she officially remarried? Because this guy's dead. Yeah, if, she's if remarried. He's dead. She's officially remarried to the yep. nerd. nerds. Nerds and uh, nerds is it wrote. Harry? Or no, or is it Mister Bauer that? presumes like oh this is my wife let's arm wrestle for it no that i mean we're not there she has a good line though because she says well mitch dear when i got the letter i had to assume that the government was correct and he mitch goes well that was your first mistake and then we have dweebo Dwayne saying sit down honey and he goes marrying that dweeb was your second oh yep which i thought was a really good line and he calls him mr dipstick yeah what the dipstick in question. Oh, uh, right. Yeah, yeah. And then we question. get into our arm wrestling. What's your question? I was I was going to try and pivot into a dipstick reference. But oh, I, think I, I was too, but I was like, I can't do it. It's yeah. already too good. At least you kept your mouth shut. I went halfway about his half. <laughs> I went halfway about his halfway. And, there ain't no halfway with Dwayne. I'm, I'm still hanging on to the rim, dangling <laughs> off that thing like a Christmas ornament. <laughs> all right uh um, uh so we get into he calls him mr dipstick and then we get into the actual the the meat and potatoes of that relationship meat and we veg. find meat and two veg baby <laughs> that we find out that she says it wasn't physical and you know he gets a and, okay yeah no and she, he gets a little pinged up and everybody's like what and it was like it it wasn't physical it took not for a long time it took nine years yeah so she says it wasn't physical and Dwayne goes to harry stone and says yeah. not for a long time not for a very long time. so just hit the point that the nerd nerd ain't getting it he was he did a courtship a very yeah. long courtship a man of honor this Dwayne. well and she says i was celibate for nine years and liz Liz didn't have much oh, yeah, in this right. episode, yeah, but Liz though. has a say what? Yeah. And it was good. It was dead on balls accurate. How did she say that again, Ash? Say what? Say what? <laughs> That's not how she said it. Say what? Come on, man. <laughs> say what? Hey. Hey. Who's here? Hey, man. Hey. Hey, look at that package. Are you the guy scalping tickets? The guy scalping tickets came back. <laughs> hey. Hey, man. I got a ticket to this guy's show. You just got to go down below. Hey, who's here? <laughs> Say what? Let the record show for the stenographer that I am not laughing. Hey, take a look at this guy. It's Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids. <laughs> hey, who? What are you smuggling them, fool? Hey, what? That hey, somebody not... get that thing a roofie. Because <laughs> right. it's up all night. Now I'm right. Now I'm right. Jeez. Oh. All Where right. was that track? Are we getting back on it? I think we lost it. Well, no. Well, well I'm done now. <laughs> get, somebody's about to get uh, an old 
toot and snoot or whatever they say. <laughs> a me- a me- no. I have a meaty bump on the snoot. Does that sound right? <laughs> Mitch, <laughs> Mitch keeps going. Mitch says, dump Mr. Potato Head and let's go home. Yeah. And then, uh, is that when Tracy comes in with the shit looking for Pretty the- much, because Harry kind of says, like, you know, this really, honestly, the, 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 the nitty gritty of this, it's a case for civil court. Yeah. Like, we shouldn't be even handling it here. And then Charlie Tracy comes in. Yeah. And she's got, I don't she's got trash? She's got the documents he needs. I literally just have down Miss Tracy fucking it up again. I have Jelly Doc, which could mean folder covered in raspberry jam or something. Oh yeah, because he asked for for something like he asked for some type of paperwork on the the death certificate or the marriage or whatever. Yeah, and And then then the guys kind of start, and then they start chipping at each other, and it becomes down to we find out that Dwayne likes antiques, but. Oh, the old sausage smuggler likes mounted animals, of course, because he's a man. Well, and the wife is crying. Yeah. And she's like, honeys, plural, please. Like, and she's just going, I love them both. I don't know what to do. Is this the part where Mitch uh, just buries her with that, uh, any port in the storm, right, Nora line? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one definitely Which I was like. That one, got, uh, that's, that one made me steamier. I don't know well, anything about docking with this guy. And that's when he said that that's when she explained the nine years. Got okay, it. there you go. Yeah. That then, it had been so long. So yeah, he did. I, I missed that line. He did absolutely say. Tries to like get his sick burn back in by accusing him of being an, uh, a homo sapien. You oh, know, yeah. as if yes. to misconstrue yeah. the like homosexual vibe in the room about he said it. he was just like this borderline homo sapien essentially saying this this neanderthal yeah right and and mitch does not get it it goes right over his head i've never even loved the, my dad that's right that's why <laughs> one I have of it. the best lines i've heard in night court because it's perfect it's this literal dickish guy yeah. that just didn't get it and is just so adverse to that. Like, you've just got two sides of the spectrum. And I'm this not is, gay. This is a man's man. Oh, I've never yeah, even totally hugged my dad. the accusation there. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm exactly what you think I am, man. Yeah. That uh, and then we... Clutch. Is it Black Cat again, or do we go to commercial break? We go to Punch Out. Oh, Punch Out, yeah. yeah we got Glass Joe over here. Mike Tyson's Punch Out. Well, so break it down for us. <laughs> hey, that's Mike Tyson. So, anyways, old bald bull gets a gets a rap in. They start scuffling, and old Dan gets in the middle of it and gets a, as is said, a real nasty bump on the snoot. He gets punched in the face. Yep. Yeah. Had so Dan coming. gets Dan gets All punched. Season. He. <gasps> Not my Dan Fielding. Tis I the love reason Dan. for the season finale to give old also, Dan Fielding a comeuppance. Again, Lara Kett, physical comedy, just yep. on the head. Oh, so yeah. good. He really, really sold it on the way out of the room when he's marching out and she's leading him. Yeah, that was his physical comedy there was. So, so perfect. So yep. Harry runs into Chambers uh-huh. for whatever reason to, to get something. And now we have the black cat. The black cat is back. Yeah, he is. 
back in action. This cat is so good. They brought him back. This cat got his equity card while filming this. He's in it so much. So he's crying on the couch, by the way, looking adorable. I just want to hug him and take him home. And so Harry's making a joke like, oh, there's the brown, the brown bag has tuna in it. And he's just going, Mm -hmm. meow, meow. And so this is just coming back to the point that black cat equals bad luck. Harry doesn't have his rabbit's foot, so on and so forth. Harry's, you know, mindy, mind over mattering, the bad luck, superstitious type stuff. Um, so then we go to commercial. Cuts back. Now we're in Harry's chambers, but oh, the whole real team quick, is in. Uh, yeah. With that cat reference. By the way, if you ever want to, uh, a, a little litmus test on uh, Old Night Court, watch it with uh, your 10-year-old uh, nephew. And he'll just <laughs> he'll just hit, because you don't have an answer. Because the joke where he's like, hey, there's tuna in the brown bag in the fridge. It's on whole wheat. Why? Why did he say that? I don't know. My friend, you, I don't know. Why are you watching this? Because it's because fu- <laughs> it's funny. Why? <laughs> Isn't that what Meg asked too? One of yeah. the episodes, like why? Meg just, just why? Said, why am I? I've wasted my life. She, right. <laughs> good thing she didn't see. She, she was. She's her jaw would still be dropping if she saw this one. The, the nuptials <laughs> would be off, and she'd be off looking for a. Oh, Carib- Caribbean queen over there. <laughs> She'd be means. marrying that screenshot. Caribbean, Car- Car- Caribbean can of beans. In this- All right. Um. Caribbean can of beans. I love that. You're right. Like what? Like your 10 year old nephew is just like, why is that funny? You're like, well, I mean, you put tuna on bread and a type of bread is whole wheat. And like you put it in a fridge. He's having and- the conversation with the cat. And it's you're like, funny. It's not funny at all. And it didn't this work. is if literally you- at the point in the show where he just got up and walked out. <laughs> he was done. At least, you know, let's all remember to be that age. Yeah, exactly. Let's all remember to just get up and quietly walk out as he did it within the first three minutes of this podcast. Except Except we were. Okay. We were all 10 years old and we didn't because we were like, this is the greatest show I've ever seen. (laughs) Uh, Yes. There's also the the part of evolution where people have evolved past uh, having, like, I can't leave TV. Five or channels of selection. I will drown yeah. in air and, and books. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, Don't make me read a book. No, it's on whole wheat, I say. Whole wheat. You're holding, so on to that, you're holding on to that handle for dear life. That's all I can say. You guys are you are going to hate me for quoting Jeff Foxworthy, but it's like one of his jokes like, the president's on. He's on every channel. Oh, yeah, no, it's because We're going to miss Flipper. Like... There was he just went with Flipper, oh, that clean redneck comedian. He did. But he did. I agreed. Nothing worse than when that president, that state of the union. <laughs> it's true, because the president's on, you're like, no, no. <laughs> Especially because when we were growing up, I think when it really hit me, who did we have? George H.W. Bush? Yeah. No, yeah. no, no. It's Bush one. And if we were lucky enough, we'd have Fox, which didn't run it. <laughs> Al Bundy gives the uh, what do they? I'll call take that, a that living single over George H. W. Bush. And now, in response to George H. W. Bush, here's Alward Bundy. <laughs> What's that called? A rebuttal speech or forget? Anyways, I feel like we've 
we've derailed yet again. Well, but, um... <laughs> well we, we come back from commercial and we're in chambers and, and Dan is being tended to, yes. as it were. And mm-hmm. has suddenly developed a, a Boston accent because his nose is broken. Back it up on the episode. <laughs> oh my He's God. like dropping his it's R's. It's so for some funny. Reason. It's like the half. Can't say Smithsonian. <laughs> Smithsonian. I, I'm not even going to be able to try. Why not? Smithsonian? Sure. So well, I guess it's an nose. acting choice because of the, the nose. Smithsonian. I've never had my nose broken. Smithsonian. Smithsonian. I've... You had a nose break? I don't think I have. I don't either. Anybody nose broke over there? Nope. No. I mean, we, we all got a weekend ahead of us, so we'll see. <laughs> that's, Men- that's mention Dr. Alien one more time. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> Get a real toot on the snoot, as they say. So the doctor's in there. I Obviously, I love this line. He says, well, looks like you got a real bump on the snoot. And old Sass Dan comes right back to him and says something about nine years of medical school. And this is what you get, right? I must have been paying attention. That and that's part. all you get is snoot? Um, so we got, um, oh boy. And then there's a gag with uh, Harry. It's Bull's one gag in the episode. Not yet. Oh, not yet. Yeah, because now, now we have you. You jump the the line all the time because now it it has to do with it. Charlie's back and she's digging through trash in chambers yep, okay. because she's still looking mm. for this lost rabbit's foot. So she, you know, we've already had the jelly moment in court where, like, you know, everything's just it's fucking sticky now. Everything's sticky and it's so annoying. Um why doesn't Harry she- have extremely bad luck? That's where I thought that was going for the episode, by the way. Right? Like everything was going to go sour for him? Sure. The yeah. only thing that went sour is well, that, a little sour it, patch in the room for him. I think because he's already dead. Well, I think that, I don't, I think they did it and I don't think they did it well enough. Like they didn't go hard enough, but I think he did get bad luck because everything was sticky. Like he was always having to wash his hands and stuff like that. Like things weren't going smoothly. He couldn't find his papers. And then, you know, not, not to jump the train, but at the end, everything goes well, but it's because she had the foot in the room the whole time she had found it. Ah, So his, cause that's why she says at the end, not to jump, we'll get there. But that's why she says, I knew that you like that this, that you would fix it essentially. Gotcha. So oh, she yeah, schemed him like a witch? So, but but the bad luck is all with the sticky stuff and the tuna juice and the this and that and the other thing. Uh, That's his, the bad luck. I'll take that bad luck, luck any like day. It's, it's, 80s, it's very whatever weak. Whatever chauvinistic type of way you want to, I guess I inferred on this episode was his bad luck was her. Miss Tracy. Like, I know where she can get yeah. some yeah. eye of newt. <laughs> <laughs> like she's all, in this scene, she's all but begging to be fired rather than like... Go report her boss to the EEOC like she should. Yeah. <laughs> but you're right, Ash. Like, but Ashley said if she has the the rabbit's foot in her pocket the whole time. No, she does not right now. Oh, not now. Okay. But when the, the, when do. the Solomon stuff starts happening, she does. I was hoping she does because she then that means to... this whole season Harry's been courted by deities. Santa, God, a witch. Oh, interesting. That's true. So it's a real like uh, Greek tragedy if you will or he needs to ascend Ulysses? to the Ulysses? pantheon not ulysses what was the odyssey didn't they call them comedies were tragedies and tragedies were comedies what was the odyssey an epic yes oh i'm comparing this to the odyssey the odyssey is technically a poem well i'm comparing this to a sweet poem 
<laughs> the Iliad and the Odyssey are epic poems. Roses are red, violets are blue. Look down south, you'll see it too. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Dang. Uh, nailed it! Nailed it! Okay, so then, Casey, take it away, because then it goes into your bit. Uh, with Bull, because he gets, Charlie gets tuna juice on Harry's hands. Right, that's, that's why right, happens. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they get the, because are Harry and Bull about to part ways? Bull comes in and essentially is like, we've got Bowers yeah. in custody. And Harry's like, you know what, get them all into my into chambers right now. Yeah. I want all three of them here. So Bull has come in to get direction uh-huh. and he is getting direction and he is about to part yeah uh and then i have it's just so a, then, the fish duck pantomime right so what happens is harry says get them all into my chambers and he bulls like you smell and he's oh, like yeah, right, yeah i i have to wash up first he was like i was hoping you said that harry holds up his hand because he has juice from charlie sig heil harry so <laughs> harry <laughs> Harry holds up his hand and says, um, tuna juice. Oh, that's right. And then Bull does the. And the, Bull the doesn't get does. it and think he's he's doing some type of mime. Doesn't he no, say Harry just, just Harry says, says fish. fish. Oh, that's right. He just goes fish. Yeah. With the, the flat of his palm. He goes fish. And then Bull does duck. And he does the two hands together. And you really can't get the bit that we're trying to recreate on a podcast because not only are we not doing it well, but we're also acting it out. Do you guys remember when you guys remember when you used <laughs> to put your horrible. hands together I and then believe. connect it with somebody else's hands and open it up just so you could kind of see what assim- assimilated to a butthole? <laughs> Remember that? What? It was always that. No. Kid. It was like connect with me, man. <laughs> I don't think it's a simulation. <laughs> let's let's kick it to Johnny. Johnny, how did that work what? out for both of you? Why did you have to touch someone to see? What? That's what Ford Motors was trying to do: get everybody to, to assimilate to buttholes. Well, you can't you can't simulate your own butthole. You can't look at it in the window. No, you do. You go like okay. I, I really this. just hope anyone that is listening to this right now is running to find look. another person so that they can try it. It doesn't look like a butt. I think it's supposed to look like a vagina. This doesn't look like that either. Have you ever this seen is... one? No. <laughs> Dr. Alien. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. We had an aside. <laughs> I tried to show uh, her what it was. And... After that joke, that bull joke where he, you know. Fish duck. Fish duck joke is that bull is... Bull is like the one comedic, like smart timing. Like he he means to actually make the joke is what I'm failing to say. Yes. Like he goes out of his way to not have this like casual throwaway line at the end of it. Like his it's a direct response and it's sarcasm and it's meant to be like, I'm bull. I'm I know I'm funny. I'm aware I'm funny. Oh, that's it feels true. Like it's it to me. It's a deliberate choice. Like he's making a choice right. to be funny. Which he's is not weird just for like a character that's billed as like a a big oaf. An oaf. Well, that's, who's that's unaware of everything else. Well, I that's also why, think that's why it hits so hard is because that unassuming nature he has for right. the majority of it. That's why that punch, uh, it, it pops so much. I, I think. I uh, no, I absolutely agree. I also think that in the beginning, it of the season, not of this episode or anything. 
I think that the jokes were simply this guy is is kind of slow and oafish and so on and so forth. And as all the characters have changed, Bull has too. But I I think primarily like he has done more so, and they write smarter for Bull. Absolutely. And even though last week's episode was weird as all get up, they made a responsible adult of him in some in in a very Bull capacity, but still in a, a capacity. And I don't think they would have done that in the beginning. Yeah. Like so, no, I absolutely agree, and I think that's kind of an evolution of his character over the season that now, you know, he can best someone yeah. with a punchline and he never would have been able to in the beginning. He was the punchline. No, right? it's true. He, he has Kramer levels of weirdness, but he makes jokes because he's not on Seinfeld, which is a show about a comedian. This is a show about laborers and people who work. So he gets to be the person who, cracks a joke well he's a bit of an everyman because a lot of the people watching at the time like we always talk a a ton of this in my opinion is targeted at our dads yeah you know those those midwestern guys and so they identify a lot more with a bull than a dan fielding or a harry t stone uh, so to make bull swash to make fun to make yeah, to make Bull less of an oaf and more of an everyman is a really smart move. Yeah. Because yes, then they can absolutely. also go farther with Dan because they don't have to relate to him. Right. He can be more of a dandy right. he's an if exotic, Bull's more grounded. He's more of a rare bird. He's exotic and weird. So it's like, yeah, he can he can have a waterbed. Right, uh, exactly. Now we're <laughs> he can have a waterbed. Who, wait, wait. <laughs> Who has a waterbed? Dan. Oh, okay. Because I was going to say, talked Bull, about Bull sleeps on a roof somewhere, um, <laughs> slab uh, of concrete. Now we're to my f- uh, unbelievably uh, the the oddest character of the whole show. Unbelievably, as we've already talked about, pineapple and our friend Bowers, who is smuggling a pineapple, uh, <laughs> the man in the hallway for no reason. Oh yeah, yeah. Who just comes upon Harry talking to the cat? mm Hmm. But well, we we have one tiny bit that doesn't need to go through, but just so we're clear, we go to the cafeteria really quickly, and we do have another Selma and Bernie. Yep. Oh, right. Yeah. Oh, and he's, he's still hitting it hard, and he's like, I have a lot to offer you. I can offer you companionship, and I, I jumped the gun on that. That's when she says, that's why God gave us TV. Right. Uh, yeah, that's why he's I He's like, that did, did I mention the two Plymouths and life insurance policy? And she said, Bernie, I just don't want it. It was very, very quick, right, but yeah. it, it builds up to these two lovebirds at the end. Is so. that when he talks about how he owns a lot of property? Or, no, or, that was no, that was later. back in the day. Because that was the breath I would just like mints. to, like, okay. I would beg, so, like, wouldn't you just like to, like, like a staycation I thought you were going to say, I would just like to just bang Selma. Go hang Ooh. out at her apartment, TV dinners on TV trays, ashtray right next to you, a lot of oh, sweet, yeah. All the a lot of sweet you can teas. Smoke. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sassin with the gals, maybe a bridge night. Casey, if you die first, Cleaning that's exactly gun. what I'm becoming. Yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> You are going to be Selma. If you if you go first, that that's me. When I that's run away future. with Bauer and his <gasps> ba- and his power Bauer, <laughs> the Bauer's power hour. Um, so uh, guy in the, the hallway, hallway. There's not much to add. He's just uh, so like there wasn't even like a buh. He's talking to a cat. It was just like 
All right. I, the was, scene was, was totally lost on me. You I thought there was going to be something that... You could have just had conversation no, it was with like the cat. an attractive young African-American guy who is just... And he's in the shot the whole time. So Judge Harry's talking to the black cat. And then this this man just is like walking down the hall. And that's when I thought the bad luck was going to come in. Because I thought this guy was going to bring a summons or something to Judge say, I Harry. I thought he was going to stick him up. No, right. no, no. I thought he was going to be like... Judge, you're you're summonsed for extra hours. You know, I thought the gotcha. guy was going to bring the bad luck because Harry's talking to a black cat. Well, here's here's the thing. I think just for the audience, I, I Lord, I hope that whoever is listening to this watched it. But they're in the hallway. Harry if sees you the didn't, cat. You're also a serial killer. If you're listening to this and you didn't watch it, if you're this far at least, God bless you. Keep listening. We love you. But. And if you know the episode, you don't have to watch it because you know it by heart already. Also, serial killer, we're looking for in the middle. I think we're um, just all across the board. If you listen to this podcast, uh, I mean. <laughs> yeah. Well, Guys, I'm right here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not going to get a single download this time. So, yeah. So there's. <laughs> ben said Ben said he's on episode three, but he wants he watches the episodes with them, so he's hard, far behind. But um, so anyway, they're in the hallway. Harry sees the cat, and then Harry goes into like, you know, I'm not superstitious. Like you're not bothering me by being here, so on and so forth. And it's the bit of he's talking to an animal, and he doesn't know that there's a gentleman standing behind him, looking at him very weird. So the joke's on Harry. That's the bit. It's an old bit. It was done well. It's a good bit. Mm-hmm. It's solid. It's not, you know, out of this yeah. world it, it, okay. ingenious, weegy, but, you know, it works. And then, but I honestly was just kind of like, all right, let's like slough this off, move past the scene. But Casey made a comment. Is it racist? About the cat. Yes. I knew <laughs> he it. Said, he said, what a racist cat. Yeah. And I just thought, oh, yeah. So Harry leaves and the cat's been nice. Like the black cat, even though it, quote unquote, brings bad luck, has just gone meow, meow at Harry. And then the guy who happens to be African-American, once Harry leaves, the guy walks towards the cat and the cat hisses, like all get up, like straight up, get away from me, dude. Don't want nothing with you. Yeah. And the guy leaves. That's literally the end of it. Like it, it means absolutely nothing. Wait, you missed I, the part where, but the, as the guy turned the corner, he said, today just ain't my day, man. <laughs> Fuck you. I really, I really thought, I was like, wait, did I miss something? Shit, man. Fuck you. Yo, come on. Yo, I come don't on, that, Let's shit. go shoot some dice. This is why we don't get downloads. <laughs> From uh, who? But, Pineapple? <laughs> but all horrible things being said aside i did miss i wanted the guy as he of course would say as any normal person to say something like like mondays or something didn't you want him to verbally say anything there yeah there and was, there was no or, need for it or but just I grab to say that cat like, and throw cat. it in a bag because he is the the cat inspector like <laughs> do you i mean it could also honestly be that there was supposed to be more and they couldn't get the cat to do it yeah, that's true. Like, legitimately. Stop defending that cat, that racist cat. <laughs> Whatever. He's old Hollywood. Give him a pass. <laughs> yeah, watch out. He doesn't share a trailer with pineapple. All right. 
Um, uh, let's see. Uh, so we're back into Judge's Chambers, correct? Yep, correct. And I have uh, Tracy in the garbage is my next note. I don't know if I blew past it. Yeah, Charlie's but- bringing in trash. Liz is icing Dan's jaw. It's kind of just a, like, this is happening. And then every everybody, the, the yeah. three... The threesome walks in. They're in chambers. Yeah. Uh, what do I, uh, I have? Uh, bulgy versus glasses guy. But my I have don't knock the core. I have that too. Oh, oh, because he says a few good men, and both oh, uh, Johnny right. and I were like, yeah, yeah. what is that? We had to rewind it, like, because it's so. It's not obviously a reference to the movie. It's yeah, a reference yeah. to, and then he just says, don't just knock the core. So it's a yeah, reference yeah, to yeah. the Air Force or whatever the hell he was in. Right. What was Marine it? Corps. Green Corps, I guess. Because that's his buddies. Don't knock the core. And then, uh, is that, we get the the killer glasses gag? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Is that now? Because they, so basically we're back in the court. Harry's brought them together for the wisdom of the Old Testament Harry Stone. Um, he's going to give them the Sermon on the Mount. Yep. And so both, both men are at odds because they're about to get the decision about who gets the wife, who is in the right, which man is the right man. So they're jockeying for position and it's the joke about like, don't knock the core, I'm a Marine. And then, uh, old, uh, Don Higgs Sr., whatever his name is, steps up and takes his, does the, I'm a tough guy glasses and... Just half it's just off. half the glasses, well, so he's wearing bit. one glass and then it's just the other glass. That was good, and he did it very well. Yeah, old um, Ned Ryerson knocked it out of the uh, park. So yeah, Ned Ry- they Ned Ryerson steps up. He's like, I'm not going to back down from this jarhead and his jar full of goodies. Uh, and then uh, Harry's wisdom is, gentlemen, gentlemen, calm yourselves. Put some underwear on before you put your jeans on. <laughs> You're going to need to share your wife and sh- cover yourself for shame, sir. <laughs> and um, then, uh, so it's uh, it's either husband one or husband two, and old um, Jiggle Bags is like, uh, I think your porch light's burnt out a little there, judgy. And then uh, husband two, Der- Derby or D- D- Dungy, whatever Ned Ryerson. Is. Ned. Dwayne. Dwayne uh, agrees with him. And then that's when I called out. I said, "Oh, it's Bibly thing because I don't, yeah. I can't pull references." So the essentially, old Bibli, old Bibli, uh, it's old the judgment pulling, of Solomon, pulling a King Solomon or a Judge Solomon. It's the judgment. It's it's the judgment of King Solomon, and it's the two mothers that both claim the baby is theirs, and he says, "Just split the baby in half." And then the real mother says, "No, don't just take the baby, keep the baby safe." And he goes, right. "That's how I know you're." The That's mom. the actual reference that it is. But Hans leaned over to me and said something like, "Oh, this is that one where Jesus saws a kid in half." <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite chapter of the Bible, Jesus the Magician. Jesus. He was a carpenter. He had magician. a saw. I yeah, love that part where he, stands in an, where he stands in an ice block in Times Square for 30 days. <laughs> cool. Jesus is in a bubble. Throw a brick at it. <laughs> that, uh, so we get the wisdom of Solomon from yay, but a meek human judge. And he says, 
why don't ye share ye wife? And uh, Ned Ryerson, being a man of brains, not brawn, says, I acquiesce. Well, and first, Harry goes into it. Like, he looks at Charlie and was like, you know, I need some legal documents. We're going to get a rough, like, agreement. You can take it to your lawyers, like, so on and so forth. Um, A sample agreement. And he was like, what's on your dress? And she says, uh, beef stew, because, again, she's going through trash. The reason I interrupted you and I'm bringing all this up, because we got the most Harry T. Stone of Harry T. Stone misogynistic fucking lines. Because Charlie. That caught my attention. The shh, I'm working. Yes. Oh. So she's trying to. I missed it. I was was oogling uh, my googly. Um, She's trying to figure out what actual documents he needs. And she goes, wait, what are you doing? And he goes, he shushes her. He goes, shh, I'm working. And so she doesn't understand and is trying to figure out what he actually wants her to do. And he, she says, so should I? And he goes, watch. Yep, that's my note. Because I was like, Harry, like, watch. And I was like, oh, shit. You, so, listen, you dingy broad. Shut your trap and watch. He asks her for something. She tries to clarify what he's asking for. He shushes her, says, I'm working. She tries to re-clarify, still not understanding, and he goes, watch. Send him to the fucking who's cow. I want his fucking credentials nailed to the wall. I want greasy bower dong as judge of this court. And that's the thing, though. But you can't that's handle what's... the court. What is it? You can, you can't handle that slew. You can't handle. Truth. You can't handle my bong and dong. <laughs> Mitch, Mitch Bowers is <laughs> ding bong. dong. Courts in session, everybody. Are you take Andrew a Dice off Clay? Of this bong, bing bong, guilty. I'm sending him to one of those holes I lived in for fifteen fucking years. Little boy blue, he needed the money, just like my ding dong. Descended from dong to bong. Look at that bong. That's a that's a, that's a six footer. Right. No, but I'll. I know it's the last episode, and hopefully it gets better next season. But I'll get back to the fact. The frustrating thing for me is I don't hate Harry T. Stone. The frustrating thing is Ugh. he's not supposed to be a misogynist. Right, These right. Dan is supposed to be the misogynist. He is supposed to make the like ugh, off mildly off-putting sexist jokes. Harry's just being Harry, and that character it wasn't registering at the time no. that this was fucking rude. Right. It's. It's the- like that's my problem with the character. Dan's written as a very well written Lothario. He's supposed to be like that. He- so I gotta ask this because it, you guys have touched on this on several different episodes. Do you think that the writers were like unconscious of Stone's? I don't know his total like asshole vibe. I his genuinely two do. Fingers to two fingers and open them vibe. I genuinely do, because with the exception of Selma, this was a writer's room that has no idea how to write women. That's what I felt like. And and this I think that Selma gets a... Of course not. 
Selma gets away with it because it's a generational thing. Because you can write old people as old people. And I'm sure sure that Selma Diamond herself, being a comedian, had... You know, oh, some sure. bits Influence, that were yeah. also used and, and, you know, helped co-write and stuff. Oh, I'm sure but, she stormed into that writer's room. Punch it up. But these, the women, like as we're saying, you know, we've said it all season, are the 80s bimbos yeah. and so on and so forth. And Liz, who's smart, sexy, you know, Nothing. all of those things, the full mm-hmm. package really doesn't get lines, time, or anything compared to any other main cast member. But yeah, it just, I don't think they know at all that be... Harry's a sleaze. Because he goes so quickly from Harry, who's, I lost my lucky rabbit's foot. I know magic tricks, to shushing a grown woman who's trying to help him and just like, listen, babe, watch a man work. And Stop then he squirts a flower into a senator's face. <laughs> it's so gross. Go eat well, some and like, stew. It's really, it's awesome to know that, that we've quote unquote come this far. And again, like I hate to mire down my, you know, my reviews with, you know, all of, you know, the misogynistic problems that I have, but it really is the main point is that I want stronger female characters in this, in this show. You have smart women like Liz, that you're not utilizing. So I'm interested to see how, when we continue and get new women in, if strong, if by stronger female characters you mean uh, bikinis and high heels, I think you're gonna get your posts blogging. I want Murphy Brown, bitches. You're gonna have it to wait ten years. To see if and how any of that writing evolves over the course of nine seasons. Yeah. Uh, it will. Okay, I know done. the shift is coming for Dan to actually what if, embody that misogyny as What if a the women trope? just get dingier to the point where we're like, oh my God, what is this, Beavis and Butthead? Well, and sometimes the women are I get... going to get dingier and the dongs are going to get singier. Wait till <laughs> well, season nine. And I think every it. once in a while, I every once in a while, don't get me wrong, I think having a dingbat female character, that's fine because there are dingbat females just like having a, the the nerdy guy or the broy guy or any of you know the creepy uh-huh. pervy guy like it's not you can have women that aren't great but don't have all of them be not great yeah right like how in this very same scene they're letting the two guys discuss who's going to get to i guess take home a wife tonight and yeah. it's like 3 minutes later into the scene before they even check in with her on it Oh, by the way, uh, do you have an opinion on this, Nora? And she's like, well, I kind of like the guy that's at least fighting for me. But also the guy. Totally, totally. And not to spoiler, you've you've listened for an hour and a half. The guy who she goes home, Dwayne, the guy who she goes home with, is such a little spineless milk toast. Yeah, he is. But if you you look at him, I I was telling Johnny, I was like, that guy could dominate everyone in that room. He's tall. He's taller than Bull. No, it's true. Yeah. Oh, I didn't. That guy's going to be like that Woody Allen guy you and I saw, as we always alluded to. (laughs) Who just Um, like he's hunched over, and you're like, "What a nerd!" And then he stands up and opens his shirt, and you're like, "That man is very strong." 
Yeah, yeah. It's like uh, it's like picking on the farm boy in high school and then realizing he can rip a phone book in half with one hand because he's been busy digging posts since he was five. No, it's just it's like in fucking uh, Happy Gilmore when Shooter McGavin's screaming at that guy and then Jaws from from James Bond stands up and goes, who are you talking to? And you're like, I thought it was talking to an ugly nerd. Right. <laughs> and I'm talking to a monster. Or Listen anytime. up. What does He's he say? Listen up. Guns, oh my God. Guns don't kill people. I kill people. <laughs> oh, that's right. T-shirt. Yeah. Guns don't kill people. Oh, yeah. I kill Listen people. up. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. So I bet you. So, so. All right. So I, Ryerson backs out because he's the man. Harry's done his magic. Uh, old. Uh, he's mean put a woman Gene in his Pokerland place. Yeah. Has yeah. Uh, acquiesced. <laughs> also, by the way. So this this turns out differently, but in real life, if you're looking at these characters and Ryerson bows out, Mitch is gonna take her. Mitch like is thanks, dude. Take him, yeah, <laughs> and her. I feel like uh, one of my notes is now a, a meme and a buzzword. I just wrote cuck. <laughs> <laughs> Ned Ryerson's Mitch's a cuck because out and grabs her like feel or like. Uh, Stone does at the start of the episode. Yeah. Just wraps an arm around her and walks out. <laughs> Come on, because baby. I got a root new rabbit's foot now. Because oh, Ryerson says, Give take, it a rub. Take, Ryerson does the danger field. He goes, take my wife, please, in earnest, please, take my wife. And then uh, they we find out what he does for her. And, you know, old, old hog, Hoglin. He's like, what's he do for you? And she's like, well, he stay he stays home. <laughs> he that. cleans the house. What? He fixes windows. He fixes windows. <laughs> He's a butler or a maid. <laughs> He's today he would be the Manny. Yeah. They haven't had sex for nine years, so they've lived together for almost a decade. All this guy does is make her food and clean her house. That guy just that guy just her. scrapes his oh, fingernails ooh. against the closet wall every night. That guy is oh, backed that's, up. That's what went unsaid. That's right. Ooh, that man can do the alphabet. Mm-hmm. He's nimble with the tongue. Oh, gross. <laughs> Ashley said she he surfaces her though, and I went, oh, gotcha. <laughs> this is the best spot ever to freeze at. Uh, oh man. Uh. So then, basically, Mitch says, oh, "I can't do that. I'm, I'm a, I'm a, I'm not a house cat. I'm a, I'm an outdoor cat." Sure is. <laughs> yeah, he's is, Felix. Is this sorry. where Stone kind of uh, picks his mind for like, well, what are you going to do with the rest of your life if you're not going home with her? And he has yep, some th- yep. throwaway line about, "Well, I'll just be checking the classifieds of Soldier of Fortune magazine. There's got to uh, be a yeah, war somewhere. What, yeah, it's no, n- no name, no taxes, no bills." I guess I'm checking the Soldier of Fortune. He's, be- and my note is Mitch is ISIS. Is is this before, <laughs> during, or after the actual shoot of Rambo? Like because he's basically describing the character he's about to. <laughs> right, oh exactly. yeah, that's really <laughs> true. That's in, like, that is so. That's balls on. Nice. He works for the CIA and fucks over the greatest veteran of them all. That's so funny. A five foot two Italian guy playing a veteran. Yeah, but before Mitch leaves, he gets one last. Oh, does he ever? Oh my god! He so that was unsettling. This was no, yeah. Um, I 
I would cuckold, put money. Cuckold. We can cuckold we can go through indeed, it. Sir. We can go through it, but I will put money on the fact that the gravitas of it wasn't scripted or rehearsed, and it just happened. You saying he's? It's got a mind of its own. Yeah, and it's not Mitch's. Lieutenant Bowers, your gun is digging into my hip. Shocked, because it's in his stitches. So quickly go through what happened. Uh, so they have the back and forth, and the character of Mitch decides that he is not a good husband. He's an he's a veteran. He he won't stay home. Uh, Dwayne will take care of his wife the way she needs to be taken care of, and he loves his wife so much he will let her go into the arms, the very soft. Milky arms of Dwayne. But before they part ways, he has to have sex with his wife. And after he gets prima nocta up in this. <laughs> uh, and after he declares he's going to join ISIS and the Mujahideen, because he is technically dead in the US, he grabs his wife and gives her the most D Day esque dip of and just. On the lips, like, buns grab, lifts her out of her pumps, just yeah, straight up molests his Michael ex-wife. Michael Keaton's it. Oh, yeah, he, he lifts her shirt a little, like Judge yeah, Harry oh, Stone would. Yeah. It, it, it literally reminded me of, like, a parody thing. It remind, We already mentioned it. It reminds me of when, sh- like, Billy Madison, or Happy Gilmore, is having that nightmare, and Shooter McGavin starts making out with his grandma. Like, that's how intense it is. Just like, yeah, yeah, no, I it's can't. that level of intense. And he just, and he doesn't he say something like, tattoo that on your memory, nerd? He doesn't change no. the bit. <laughs> he doesn't. He before he kisses her, he goes, you know, he's a good guy. Tattoo a little personality on him. Oh, that's and then he is. kisses her, and then he looks at the guy and says, "Get the idea." I hate Oof. him. I hate. I hate <laughs> Mitch Bowers. He's a bad uh, man. If I was Dwayne, I would get my checkbook out. I would not go to Harry. I'd go to the good night court judge, and I'd pay him to throw that guy in jail for the rest of his life. Oh, I'd just pay to have him killed. Or I, yeah, I'd have him fried. I also, I also <laughs> love, like, I noticed that they're letting him go. And he was just like, you know, and, and, you know, to Mitch's credit, he's trying to settle up with the judge. Like, all right, so about the charges. And Harry's like, well, there aren't going to be charges because no one's pressing charges. And the wife and, and Niedermeyer looks, yeah. Ryerson looks over <laughs> and they're like, no, no. Old Rye Niedermeyer. <laughs> No charges are being pressed, and I'm like, the, we don't even get the character that the actor that's not can, even in this movie. Can we get right. another ding for the amount of nerdy names we've given this guy to oppose the names we've given for the other guy's dong? Because I think they're equal. Hey, this episode's all about foils, baby. Flesh foils and nerd foils. No, so so I'm thinking though, like they didn't ask Dan. Yes, true, I was yeah. thinking the same thing. He assaulted Dan. He broke into their house, their apartment, but he assaulted Dan. And I thought that there was going to be, there was oh, definitely a that. missed bit on that. Yeah. Because I thought it would come back uh, as, Dan a, would as get- a bit. And it didn't because that, that's a perfect setup for Dan to get pissed and begrudged because he couldn't press charges. Because Dan sent him away mm. for life. We did miss. We, I forgot. We got to give credit to uh, our 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 guest Gallows over here, who who caught on to old uh, '80s Wall Street Dan's cocaine reference. Yeah. Well, so who is it that asked him 
you know, how's the nose doing? And he says, well, if I stay off it for a week, it ought to be all right. I looked over at Hans immediately and was like, old Fielding is no stranger to the old demon dust. Shit, I didn't even get that. He's tooting that white white snake off that white snake. Right. And I I thought it was just like... You know, like, that's what they say about a foot. And I thought he was just kind of being, like, dickish. But that's totally a oh, good yeah. If rest- I stay oh, off yeah. it for a week? He's that, Ooh, that's like, good. bad boy night court lawyer that had his fair no, share totally. of I should see how long that. Fielding's pinky nail is. <laughs> but we've He's talked about it. smoking parliaments with the empty <laughs> cartridge filter in it. Uh. Oh, so Speaking of parliaments... Yeah, speak yeah, and speaking of empty cartridges, uh <laughs> we uh so we're done and then Tracy comes in. Well, no, one- she's she's always been there cuz remember he shushed her. Oh, that's right. And shoved her in a they, corner. They all leave and she says, "You handled that with great skill." And he said, "I just got lucky." And she holds up a filthy garbage ugh, gross, sticky Rabbit's foot. The spaghetti noodle is the perfect accent for how gross it is. that is. Yep. To- I thought totally it was actually just a mouse. Trash. Like she was just accidentally <laughs> found a dead mouse. That's what like, I thought at first it. too. And I went, oh no, that's too long. I think it had to be green because if it would have been a natural color, it that's, the, like the joke mouse. wouldn't have played because it would have looked like that. Absolutely. It's a finger. Um, so yeah, so she said, I knew you would. So that that solution is is solved. Cut to cafeteria. Yep. Bernie and Selma. Bernie and Selma. Chins up, Bernie. Chins up. Chins up, Bernie. Bernie's still throwing his A game. Yep. Spitting hot fire, this guy. Mm -hmm. A is for Abraham. (laughs) Bernie has sent Selma flowers. So she kind of confronts him like, you know, I I told you. And he said, you know, to be... To be honest, on my in my defense, mm-hmm. I sent those before the last conversation we had. I'm really sorry about it. And she says very sweetly, "No yeah. one, nobody sent me uh, flowers in 25 years, but I'm still not interested." Yep. And I, to to this point, this is when my unresearched brain went, "Johnny, she died an hour later." <laughs> he tells me this, and I go, oh, that's so morbid, because the they start this episode off by him mentioning his life insurance policy. Is there a cigarette smoking right. bad for you? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, for real? She just kicks the bucket after this episode? No. So, Hans, I'm with you. I'm with you at this point. I think that this is her last episode. I'm like, oh, my God. Did they, like, know? Like, They I, digitized I really... her in like the mom from The Sopranos. Yeah, Sopranos. <laughs> I can't wait for technology to get to the point where they can add Selma's into other TV shows. Like, not actual television, but like... Into you know, our lives? The, for sassy comments? That are making like... In our kitchens? Really what you would consider like high-end YouTube videos or something. Or writing fantasy fiction in their oh basement. Oh God, is it just going to be Selma playing Minecraft as she talks about it? <laughs> no, I can't wait for like editing and photoshopping software to get to the point where total rookies can just like bring her back to life and put her in an episode of MASH or something. She's just that talking paperclip for Microsoft. Technology needs to explode if where we're heading is to put Selma from Night Court into an episode of MASH. I'd love it, but that would mean that the entire world decided to go down to a funnel and decide to pinpoint to only things I would ever want. Only for me. Life became me. I would kickstart a campaign to get a reality TV show where 
Selma does exactly what we're doing right now. The character Selma does exactly what we're doing right now. Does a podcast about our lives? No, to other reality TV shows. It's just her watching TV and her thoughts about it. Oh God! To be, I think there was a a Black Mirror episode about this. (laughs) (laughs) We got deep. Sorry. (laughs) No, it's so good. So, so that's worth a box of of Reggie bars. Selma, Selma lightens up and says, "You know what? I'll, I'll say yes to dinner, but there can be no marriage talk." Yeah. And then he said, "Oh, what did he say? Something like, am I going to get lucky or something? Ooh. I don't know.' Yeah, no. Oh, he effect, said yeah. he said basically he was being more respectful than that. Like, I can't dinner if that's okay. Yeah, I'm. Uh, you know, I've got to tell you though, I may get affectionate. And she says, "Bring a box of Reggie bars, and you've got a shot." Yeah, girl. It just sounds Selma. Like bring a like a opener. All right, all right. A case of it, you know what it what sounds I, like. That's what I. That's what it sounds yeah. like. You know what it sounds like. Someone I expected to see on the episode and we didn't. It sounds a little bit like something Carla B would say. Ooh, yeah, bring a case maybe Selma's been bars. hanging out under the bridge with Carla B. A little tat for tit, oh, if yeah. you know what I mean. <laughs> Somebody's I, getting those tats. I noted in the scene, uh, like for as genuinely unabashed as he is about how much. I mean, it's it's kind of like he's making it clear again. I have no pride about yeah. this. Like you do it for me. Is she is also equally thankful to like take the compliment and is still able to keep him kind of at an arm's length, at least for that scene. She's like, yeah. Oh, I yeah. appreciate it, and also don't think that I still can't resist you. Like, well, and I'm yeah. yeah I, I'm I com- I'm in complete agreement because I'm thinking at the end of this that. They're going to go out on a nice date and Bernie's going to end up being really respectful and it'll just be two old people that liked hanging out. Grandma and grandpa. Something something was hanging out. (laughs) That's where I'm thinking. And then then the Reggie bars came up and I was like, well, wait a minute. I found grandpa's box of old Reggie's and grandma's old hustlers. (laughs) So, so yeah. So we'll get there. But then we had a grandpa Joe. (laughs) We go uh, back to to some t- part of the hallway. Yeah, Harry's just Harry's walking looking down at the- something. We gotta we gotta know. Remember that he has his lucky rabbit's foot back now. Finally, and, and that, I did not see this coming. That Meow. luck does not not extend to literally a black cat going down a mail chute. <laughs> Eighteen stories. So 18th- we now know Night Court is. Oh, do we already know it's on the eighteenth floor? We did, okay. and that's because of the bomb, the bomb episode. Yeah. Yep. Bull had don't, to run down eighteen. No. <laughs> that one got a good gavel thing. Um, so yeah, so the the cat falls through the mail chute. We see it happen, uh-huh. and then very quick cut to chambers. And Harry's nursing the cat, correct? He well, he has oh, a little seen, a milk little dish saucer. on the windowsill. Back to that windowsill yeah. that we all love so much. What we but, but um, what we find out the windowsill there has that eighteen story fall has led to a a a time jump a time lapse. Yeah, we are now. Uh, 24 hours later, oh, it yeah. is now the next right. evening. That was a, yeah, yep. Yeah, yeah, I did not get that at first either. And I thought maybe I was writing something down where it no, came it like the next night. Seamless. So that's good to know. No. Seamless. I would seen. imagine there, there was probably a commercial break <laughs> and we came back and Harry's feeding the cat. So we're like, oh, Harry went down to the mail room, saved the cat. But what put me off was like, he went down, saved the cat, and then put the cat on a windowsill 18 stories up. Yeah, he's going to kill that cat. It's a fucking cat. 
He wa- he wished the cat had died the first time. You didn't see it grab it. The next shot is him grabbing around the neck like Lenny and spinning it like you, you see <laughs> that guy you don't want to be hunting with when he grabs the pheasant with too much gusto and gives it a spin. <laughs> <laughs> gotta make sure it's dead. It's Look, got a soft you can neck, hear the hunts. Talk about soft, soft necks. You can hear the cracking. <laughs> uh, so then creepy Judge Harry comes in from the 18th floor. And uh, everybody's back in chamber. It's the whole crew's back in chambers, and uh, and that's actually when we get the the what we now know as yeah. the cocaine comment. Oh yeah, yeah you're oh. right. Sorry, um, I jumped the gun because they're they're trying to kind of catch up. So we've got Selma, Dan, Liz, Bull, like the team. Like the yeah. team is in chambers. That's kind of how mm-hmm. we you know we we end a lot of episodes. Yeah. So it seemed very familial. It's that theater jazz hands everybody on stage at the same time at the end and so now we know it's the next day because they're pastoring selma about her date with bernie and how did it go so how did it go what time what time did you get home and she she got home early so everybody's like oh who wants to take it she got home at midnight johnny what what time did bernie get home noon yeah, girl. So Selma and her Selma voice, last line of the whole season. I got home around midnight. Bernie got home around noon. In a, in a Somebody got some rumba. Everybody gives the yuck yuck look, and it's a it's a it's a shot pause. Shot pause. <laughs> What's that tableau thing called? A screenshot. The like guy's a shot. That guy's big dick in those jeans? Freeze frame? Is that what you're talking You talking yeah! about a trouser slug? It's a freeze frame. <laughs> slug frame? Slugworth? Shut the fuck up. I'm going to piss my that guy, Somebody's got a magic gobstopper that doesn't end. You can just suck it and suck it and suck He's it. He's been peddling his sizzler everywhere he can. Oh, Please yeah. give me the nasty slugworth. Ding, ding, ding. <laughs> All right, gamble bang time. If you want to view happiness, there it <laughs> Unzip is. those trousers. It's in the word. Uh, are we on gavel bang? I think so. Are we? Yeah. Let's let's Me bang think it out. So. Otherwise, it's going to be noon ourselves, and we'll. we'll I know we're going to be Bernie in it. Uh, who's going to go first? Gavel bangs. I'll go. Uh, Ash there is we going. Go. We got a we got a, a pioneer here. Okay, so before I get my gavel bangs, Are you gonna I'm going to say number... No. Was, all right. I want to say it's because, number one, we've had some not-so-great episodes, uh-huh. followed by what I think we got back on track on this one. I think Please. it's a perfect bookend to the season. I was left really excited about the future, especially when I learned after that Selma will be back. I think we've been through a rocky road. I liked the storyline. Mm-hmm. Had some problems with Harry, to be expected. I'm I've gone low the last few weeks. I'm gonna give it I'm giving it a seven. All seven? right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Solid seven. That's my final answer. Going solid seven. I, uh, I think that, I think that's fair. Uh, I'm gonna go eight. Are you? I'm going eight, yeah. I had a, this episode is really fun. Maybe it's more so because I was excited to talk about it afterwards. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, watching the episode, I was like, oh, shit, and looking at Ashley, and then uh, writing notes, and I 
And especially because it was you and I knew John was going to be on the episode. I was like, what a great episode to have in front of us. It so was I'm, definitely fun. I'm going it was eight. fun. Maybe less so because the episode was really funny. Selma was great. And that guy's hog was, I, I give it a blue star in the state fair. <laughs> <laughs> baby, baby. Oh, Charlotte. Oh, uh, Charlotte. I um, give it a gavel wang. Well, I'm at the fair. Uh, so I go eight. Just It was a good episode, but I give it eight because it was more fun to talk about afterwards. I can see that as far as experience goes. <laughs> gavel wang. As far as experience goes, the moment I sit down and put headphones on and we all make the exact same comment at the exact same time, I know this, this is going to be enjoyable. We literally raced to get big dick out of our mouth. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Um, I'm, oh, I'm not going to get to it out. I, I will, get I'm not going to lie, though. Aiden threw me off. I was like, I don't know what to talk about. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, if only Aiden was like, yeah, that guy had a big dong. <laughs> Thanks, Aiden. I I sincerely and genuinely missed jokes in this episode because of that. It, I, I'm with you, John. A hundred percent. Like, leave it to the lady to record it all. Because yep. angles, there were certain angles. I was like, that that's no, come on. That's what I said. I said, John, this, look at in profile. In profile, it's like <laughs> it's like that old timey thing when you used to. They used to just shadow in Washington's face, you know, like the profile sides or whatever. Um, it's like, is that, is this a Muppet show? Is that Gonzo? Like, is there a puppet and a man? I'm sorry, what? Nothing. I was making a Muppets joke with Gonzo. Oh, all right. Oh, <laughs> I can't wait to hear yours. it. I can't wait to hear it later on, because I will. Um, I'm not going eight. You went seven. Hmm... I'm I'm right on the fence there. I'm riding that wild hog like Tim Allen. Um, <laughs> let's see. All right, I'm I'm gonna park it at a seven with Ash. I'm parking it with a seven. I'm hitting the kickstand on that black beauty, and I'm letting it ride. Seven, good good capper, good ca- good finale. I, I will yeah. say I'm not ta- knocking any episodes, but it knocks the last one we saw out of the park, at least in coherence. Yes. And appearance <laughs> under the zip. Er. Um, but uh, I'm going to go with seven, and uh, I'm looking forward to, I think, the next episode. Aren't we going to just kind of do like a capper of, of the season and kind of a, a rounder, or do we, do we take a... Do we take a judge's recess and come back hard with season two? That's for off the air. That's for off the air. <laughs> Talking out loud. All right. All right. Before before uh, John gives hold it, before John before John gives his gavel oh, thing, ahead. we're at one fifty nine twenty six. Don't you need to switch out at two hours? We got five minutes. Oh, it's two oh five? Okay. Oh, okay. I just wanted to make sure we didn't cut John off. So I'm sorry. I ended up cutting John off. (laughs) So if this episode is two hours long, how many minutes, perhaps hour point something, is just us equating? It's a good 35. There we go. Half hour at least. All right. Um, Isolate it. I really enjoyed the episode and I wanted to go... A lot higher than I actually will on it. I thought there were some writing misses, like we talked about with uh, Miss Tracy. 
um, and the cat and the rabbit. Um, I just thought there were a couple devices that were at the time a little useless to me. Um, it was a little lacking in bolt, but there were some really great comedic beats in there. And there were some really genuine moments too, which is becoming more and more of an appreciated thing about the show. Um, so I'm going to give it seven gavel bangs and one denim's duck, duck snack. Yeah. Ooh, so that's eight. Nice. John and I are on eight. We both agree. So seven, seven, eight, eight. All right. Uh, before we close it out and we know how to close it out without... Without even thinking about it, let's go around the horn. One more reference. Ash? If this was a banana, I'd be dead already. Case? The night is schlong and full of weirdos. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. There it is. Can't go around the horn anymore unless you got a good one. Can you beat the night is schlong and full of weirdos? Yeah, I just wrote Mitch Bauer's Tower of... And then I dot, dot, dot. But the night is schlong and full of weirdos. I don't ask for anything more. This is it. This is all I need. Just a hot, steamy room, a hot, steamy stick of doom, if you will, we as we've been talking about. We are fogging it up in here, by the way. I know. Holy cow. It's, South it, Carolina heat and Mitch's sweet meat. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Got it. How do you do it? All right. I didn't, I'm sitting next to Rue McClanahan over here. All right, and there it was, episode 13 of Have a Good Night Court. What do you think there, uh, J-Dog? Somebody else doing the promo with me. It was a blast. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, uh, <laughs> so, uh, uh, oh man, normally I get to be alone and, and sweating this one out, and I, and I kind of am because I stopped making eye contact because I don't have anything here. All I got to do is tell you old, uh, give me a wiener reference. You you bunch of Vienna sausages. You old pingle dingles out there. If you uh if you if you like this episode, definitely subscribe to the podcast. Give us a rate, a review. Uh what else do they do? Give us a rate share. review, share it, check us out on Facebook at Jerk Practice Pod. We also have a blog, um, jerkpractice.com, and that's for our, our main podcast with this which is Jerk Practice. And uh did I write any down? I didn't didn't get a chance to say Gavel Wang. All these are weak. Oh, that, that's solid. I mean, yeah. Uh, uh, sorry about the the voices that were done earlier. It was John's idea, and um, uh, gavel bang man, gavel bang, gavel bang. I didn't take part in that in the podcast. I'm gavel not going to do it wang? as an afterthought. Gavel bang. Night court. Dan, how's the nose? It's all right. I figured if I stay off of it for a week or so, it'll heal very nicely. Thank you. Hi, everybody. Hi, Selma. How did it go? How did what go? Oh, come on, Selma. Don't keep us all in suspense. How did the date go with Bernie? Oh, that. Selma, you don't have to give us all the details. What time did you get home? Well, if you must know, very early. You didn't have a good time? I didn't say that. You said you got home early. I got home around midnight. 
Bernie got home around noon. <laughs> Ready whenever you are. <laughs>